Hello everyone, how are we doing today? Adam here from 3 Camp Radio and today I have someone who I really don't need to introduce. He is, if I was to rattle off everything, all of your accomplishments, I wouldn't, it would be about a five to ten minute long intro. Kerrang Esports NBA Wrestling, what hasn't he done? It's Simon Hill, how are you doing my friend? Thank you. What an introduction, dude. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, that was like the biggest put over ever, but uh, yeah, very kind of you. And yeah, man, I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, thanks for having me on, by the way. A pleasure. Absolute, absolute pleasure. I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, um, I've just recorded a podcast two days ago now, I think. Yeah, two days nice. ago. And then obviously I'm recording this one with you. So I, I have my mum set now. <laughs> we're going well you're keeping busy man that's that's the <laughs> that's the best thing to do you know you got to keep busy but uh yeah i've been checking out your podcast as well so uh to, to get to get invited on man I'm, I'm super stoked so yeah thanks thanks for having me thanks for coming on it means everything thank you um yeah as i said kerrang esports nba wrestling i what is it? Look, when you how can you quantify that in your mind? That because that is a CV and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can quantify it in my mind. To be honest, I, I still look back and think, do you know what? I've just I've just lived a cool life. Um, it's been tough and it's been very hard uh, at times, both mentally and physically. But do you know what? I, there's a lot of people that would pay a lot of money to do some of the things that I get to do as a job. Uh, so I'm very fortunate, very grateful, very humble for all the opportunities. And I think, you know, it's about, you know, this as well, Adam, look, you know, you've got to work hard and you've got to put the graft in, you've got to really put yourself out there. And, uh, you know, I've always been that person who isn't afraid to crawl into someone's DMS and just be like, look, here's my show reel. Here's all my stuff. If you've ever got anything lined up, you know, give me a shout. Uh, let's talk. And there are people that, you know, sometimes are a bit too prideful of doing that. Um, you know, whereas I am just like, you know what, look, it gets me gigs and it gets me work and I get to do these cool stuff, you know, these cool things that you speak about. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's been a ride, Adam, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, you have to, it, it, with podcasting or anything of the sort, you do have to kind of swallow that pride and be like, right, okay. You've got to be vulnerable. I yeah. think that's what it is. You have to be vulnerable and be like, right, this it is works. me. I'm like, hello, would you like to come on? And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you, I, I've messaged people and they, we haven't been able to sort something out. That's fine. Like, because when you message someone to, to come on your podcast they're not expected to come on you're asking them no no yeah absolutely and i think you know that's another key thing in the entertainment business is mm -hmm. even though that you know you speak of this amazing cv that i have i still get knockbacks i still get more knockbacks than i do roles and you know that's whether you know that specific style doesn't suit the product or whatever it may be i think what people you have to be tough you have to accept those knockbacks and just go to the next one. And I have certainly been guilty in my early days uh, when I was at Kerrang and then making the transition over to like TV and stuff. 
when I was getting all those knockbacks, I was just down in the dumps. And it took some really good uh, people, some amazing people, uh, way more talented than I am, uh, to pick me up and go, look, this is normal. You're going to get this throughout your entire career. So you have to just brush yourself off and move on to the next. And that's exactly what I've done. You know, um, there's several examples I'm sure we'll, we'll cross over during this interview where something's ended and rather than getting down in the dumps, I've just gone, right, so how do I get the next one? How do we go to the next one? How do we get to the next level? And that's how I've always been wired, I think. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where it, you've got to get that thick skin, I think, because it, it is that vulnerability. You're, you're leaving yourself open to criticism, to knockbacks. But when you get that response like yeah that's great yeah let's do go for that yeah we'll work together like that therefore dopamine as soon as you get that positive message back like, like we're yeah. good to go it, yeah, it's 100%. nothing better it's yeah so it's great. it's satisfying and it also i guess it's also like a level of respect as well yeah. because they see that you have something to offer so yeah. You know, I mean, for yourself, when you get talent that want to come and, you know, come on the podcast, come and want to work with you, it's because they trust the product that you've got to offer and they trust that you're going to deliver something that will put them in a good light. And that's testament to yourself as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been the goal since day one because we are saying shortly, shortly before we started recording, like, I don't want, to be that guy who clips little things that are taken out of context because we know like certain we've seen certain things where if you take it out of context it gains traction yeah sooner or later it, it might gain traction but sooner or later it could also bite you and yeah 100%. much rather just do what we're doing at the moment which is positivity yeah yeah, positivity is what keeps the world going around, man. Mm. Like people don't realize, although we're in, you know, it's been tough times over the last few years, and there's certainly yeah. things going on in the world that are, uh, you know, very, very tough right now. It's the more positivity you bring, the better the world gets. And exactly. I'm a, a real preacher of that. You'll see on my Twitter every week, at least, there'll be some form of positive quote and <laughs> ridiculous picture to go with it. But it's one of those, you know, look, if that makes one person smile that day, then that's my job done. You know, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's too much. I, I always say this personally, it's like a personal motto it's too much for one person to change the entire world. But if you make one person smile, then you've potentially changed that person's world. Yeah, 100% spot on. Love that. Absolutely love that. I'll clip that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use you that. Can it, I'll use it. You can have it, my friend. It rings true. It rings true. Yeah. Like, I um forgot, I think it's just up there. That took longer than it should have done. Um, it's difficult because <laughs> I do personally, my life goal is to become a counsellor. I've got certificates in that. So when it comes to breathing, like breathing pos positivity to other people, it, it, it takes more effort in my eyes to be negative than it does to be positive. 100%. I yeah. never understand it. Yeah. No, neither do I. <laughs> you know, uh, I think sometimes the world can get wrapped up in other people's, um, you know, if, if somebody's got, I don't want to call it drama, but, you know, if, if there are problems with other people or, 
you know, there's gossip and rumors and things like that. There's, there's certain, certain parts of the world can get wrapped up in that themselves where it doesn't concern them. And that's where the negativity starts. And again, as you say, that is actually more work and way more difficult than just moving in your own direction and, you know, breeding more positivity. So, you know, but that's, that's, that's another, the, the, the negative talk there, Adam, <laughs> we've, uh, <laughs> we're keeping this all positive, but yeah, absolutely. Yes. Couldn't agree more. And uh, I do love that, that little quote you just came out with. Thank you. You feel free to use it, mate. I will indeed. <laughs> You'll see that on Twitter later. <laughs> I expect royalties. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'll, have to, I'll tag you in it. I'll quote you. I'll quote you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, moving on. <laughs> what was the... Um, what was the brainchild behind your Keep It Locked podcast? Because I had a listen to a certain episode, which I will get to uh, soon. And I, this is one person I just, I, I, I've loved this person since day one. But what, what was the uh, brainchild to start the Keep It Locked podcast? So... Like many people, when the pandemic hit, you know, it was finding a new outlet for content. And mm-hmm. with my radio and broadcast background, I thought, just, you know, why not try and start a radio show or a podcast from home or something? You know, I've got the equipment. I know what I'm doing. I know how to present. So what can I do? You know, I'm, a, I'm an in- interviewer at a promotion. Uh, I work in the wrestling industry. So why don't I use my contacts and try and build something cool that will also still get the talent scene and notice and they can tell their stories we can have a fun time and i was like right okay so figured it all out spoke to a friend of mine lee hunt who is an incredible graphic designer even though he doesn't do it for a living he's actually a marketing director but um he designed all the artwork for me and it was originally called gone gold um which is actually gaming terminology for when a game is finished being developed so originally the plan was because I made a name for myself in the gaming industry to to do something there, but I was like, well, I'm getting I'm getting quite over in the wrestling world, so you know maybe I should capitalise on that. And the goal was to again just get the talent scene, get them to tell their story. How can we keep the talent relevant by just giving them an outlet to talk and have a fun time? well-researched interviews as well, which I thought was really key. Some nice, fun, quirky little facts that some people might not know and have fun with it. So I got all that together and um, I'll be honest, although I've had all this broadcast experience, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, At first it was video and audio, um, which became a lot of work. And then I decided to rebrand to keep it locked and focus just on the audio. And that's where I actually got all the traction, all the numbers. Uh, it grew in popularity overnight. I was, I couldn't believe waking up on a morning to see like I was number three in Ireland in the Apple podcast charts and stuff. And uh, as you say, there were some incredible stories, some amazing guests. Uh, you know, my first one, Adam Maxted, I was clearly nervous in that interview. Um, but I'd known Adam a while, you know, we, 
you know, I remember after a show, we all went out to this bar and me and Adam weren't feeling it at all. So we're just like, should we just go and get some food? This is 1 a.m. It's like, yeah, cool. So we just sat in Mackey's for an hour and a half, just talking shit, like literally. Um, and we kind of bonded over a lot of things. Yeah, we actually had a lot in common as well. Uh, but yeah, he agreed to be the first one. And then when I came back and rebranded, it was Valkyrie from NXT. And she was so nervous. But when I eventually kind of broke her in a little bit, she was so much fun and just laughed all the way through it. Um, so I've had some really amazing moments. Uh, got to interview a lot of good friends, but some amazing talent along the way. Obviously, I had that deal with Ring of Honor. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure you're going to ask about some of the stories now, gathering on one of the talent that you've just uh, about to mention. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, which one I listen to. <laughs> um, I really like that, though. I, I think, I personally, I do think it's key. I really think it's important if you're going to start something like this to start off with someone that you feel comfortable with and you believe you're friends with. Like my first ever podcast was with Ethan Allen. Yeah, um, he was there my beginner training courses. I've known him since he debuted in Future Shock. I, I've seen him from the beginning onwards, and they are but him and Luke oh, are nice. two of the most elite level talents in the world in my eyes. Yeah, and so sound. <laughs> yeah, so another sound. one that you know for me, the pandemic helped people like Ethan Allen. Because he came out of it absolutely jacked and stacked, but he also came out of it with this new attitude. Yeah. And he really focused on his in-ring as well. So he flourished out of, out Massively. of the pandemic. Um, Massively. Incredible talent. It's took what's happened, but it'll come back bigger and stronger. Oh, he's, yeah. He's that yeah. person, there's yeah. no doubt. But, um, yeah, it, it really is key if you're nervous. It, it provides somewhat of a safety blanket that you're on with someone that you believe is like you're, you're comfortable with and then as you get comfortable then you can branch out to getting people on that you don't necessarily know too well yeah but by that time your skills have improved yeah you you're a little more settled and you know there's a there's a famous saying by ozzy osbourne um if you don't feel nervous before you go out on stage that's when it's time to give in because you don't care anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And even before every episode, I'll, I'd always get butterflies. I'd always be nervous, even if it was somebody I knew. Because obviously, if it's someone you know as well, I guess the counteracting part of that is they've already got a perception of you. They've already got a judgment on you because they know you. So you've also got to play up to that a little bit. And that's also a challenge at times. Um, I remember uh, I before I started working for Deep Silver, I knew the people I was doing the interview with. And only weeks before I'd hosted the Just Dance World Cup in front of thousands of people. In front of these three people, I broke. I shattered because I knew them. <clears throat> Whereas on the Just Dance World Cup final, smash it out the park, you know, rode the nerves, did, did what I needed to do, but I crumbled in front of three people that I knew because you find it harder to reach the extra level of judgment than they've already got. Uh, so, yeah. you know, sometimes there is that little bit of thing, but obviously I guess what you also have is the safety blanket of a screen. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you're able to kind of just flow with it a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, like it was, it was, I still get messages every day, you know, when he's keeping like coming back and I did take a break, a mental break. Um, my last episode was before I flew out to Poland last year with Mecca Wolf and Bestie, the NWA tag team champions who, and Mecca Wolf is the closest person I am uh, to in wrestling. Um, we are really good mates speak all the time. And as soon as he went to NWA, you know, kind of dropped him a message. I was like, bro, let's, let's do this. And that was my last episode. And I just needed that mental detachment because you know yourself that this is actually harder than what people think it is, especially when it's done right. Um, and I think the overnight success of keep it locked put a lot of pressure on me because the analy- I was some episodes I was just getting four and a half thousand listens a week and I was just like how do I bear this because I've always been that person is I always need to get to the next level uh, I'm always a grower um you know I love learning I love developing and helping people along the way so I put a lot of pressure on myself during all of that as well and when that last episode hit, I remember I was in Poland, saw the analytics, text John the screenshot, Mechawolf, sorry, the screenshot. And uh, I was just like, holy dude, like, look at this. You know, we had hit 10,000 listens in three and a half weeks. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Uh, so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on what I need to do in Poland because I had all this amazing work over there. Uh, and then, yeah, just take a bit of a break from it. And then wrestling came back and I got super busy with all the bookings. Uh, but I have, I, I have now put the wheels in motion to bring it back for a uh, three-season, 12-part episode. So we'll, uh, there'll be more news on that soon. Fantastic stuff. I mean, you've got, you've, you've got to look out for number one because yeah. if your heart's not into it, then the product will suffer. Yeah, 100%. And- and I will never be seen like that, you know. Yeah, I 100% see that. Yeah, it's one of them where number one comes first, regardless. And I, self care isn't selfish. It's- oh, no, 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 it's not. It's not. And I think a lot of people learned that during the pandemic. Yeah, you know, we all have to look out for for ourselves and you know whilst doing that just you know checking in on your friends and and your family to make sure everyone's okay and if there's anything you can do to help then then you have to do that and um yeah you know look I made those decisions for my own well-being it was the best decision I made at the time because I'm in a position now where I can go back and go man I'm so pumped to do some cool stuff again with this and like you know this was so good for so many reasons uh that you know it'd be it'd be silly not to bring it back I'll be looking forward to it, mate. I'll be looking forward oh, to good. it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Because there is a specific episode, he says, as he segues into... <laughs> nice seg, man. <laughs> nice seg. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've had... I'm just going to list off some... Before I mention the one, because you've had the likes of Ace Austin, Mike Bennett, and just... So many like incredible talents, but Rosemary. <laughs> oh my! I, I've always been 
one for the supernatural, like dark, like Undertaker Kane, Bray Wyatt. I've always liked that that side of wrestling because I feel like, like wrestling is a massive suspension of disbelief. But when you get a character like that, that is so entrenched in pure character and story, you get lost in it. And I, I get lost watching Rosemary work. Yeah, yeah, she's incredible. Now, the story behind this, and I'll try not to bury the gimmick too much here, but so Rosemary and I tried to make this work for months. And as you know, when you're working with the bigger promotions, there's a certain level of clearance that needs to happen. Um, so with Rosemary, this we were back and forth, and she, she is lovely <laughs> to speak to. I can't really say any more than that without burying the gimmick. But um, yeah, she, she's, she's really great uh, and great to work with, and there were certainly discussions before we went live. Uh, but that interview was so much fun because that was my first in-gimmick interview um, rather than what they would probably call a shoot. Um, But, yeah, so that was my first in-gimmick. So it was kind of just reacting on the fly. So I knew the questions which were submitted beforehand. And then, but obviously I never knew how she was going to react. Obviously, you know that Rosemary is very unpredictable. Uh, (laughs) So... I was kind of just reacting on the fly and trying to just go with it. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun and she was super cool to work with. I'd love to, to work with her again in the future. Uh, I, I, I think life would be complete if Three Cut Radio ever, uh, the Rosemary and Three Cut Radio were ever in the same title. <laughs> I think life, as we know it, would be complete. I'd be content. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's 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 amazing. It's just she's a wonder to listen to because you you'd never like especially nowadays the sort of reality sort of based yeah things where we see the real person. Um, you don't really see that. No, you Rosemary, don't. like at all. No, you, you don't. And Rosemary. I think that's what's super special about somebody like Rosemary is it's very rare that you get that level of character depth these days. And, you know, not just that, but she's actually brilliant in the ring. She's incredible. Uh, So, so talented. Um, But yeah, you know, obviously you had like the Bray Wyatt's Alexa Bliss, who I think could be in Hollywood. Like she's insane. Uh, How she engulfed that whole gimmick around the Bray Wyatt thing I think it was her that was stealing that show not Bray I love Bray Wyatt and what he was doing the fiend whatever you want to call him but for me it was all about what she brought to the table because again like Rosemary she was able to just sink really deep into that gimmick and just embrace it and I absolutely loved it um and yeah rosemary has that same effect whenever you're watching her you get really lost you believe you're watching what she is the demon assassin you you believe everything that she says and that is the qualities that somebody like that that level of talent brings um and when you get the opportunity uh you know you get the email from impact offering you that opportunity you're absolutely going to take it um, yeah you know, uh, definitely, definitely one of more 
one of the more fun uh, or challenging interviews as well to do because you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. You know, because it's all in gimmick, it's all character work. So, uh, yeah, fantastic interview. Definitely one of the highlights as well for me. It's insanely difficult, as you said before, is it's very difficult nowadays to really sink the fans deep deep into your belief. But when you're watching the you literally you're sitting watching Rosemary, the entrance, the music, which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Everything you you're taken on that ride. You're you're there. Like it takes a lot to take you out because she's that believable. She really is. And it's very, very weird, but you do sit there thinking, yeah, she is undead. You can't tell yeah. me otherwise. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And that's what I love about professional wrestling is when you do get those characters that come around every so often, you get so transfixed in it. And, yeah. you know, I will sit there for hours and, and watch stuff like that. Uh, because I think it's absolutely amazing. And, you know, I remember... Again, going back to Alexa Bliss, I remember that whole period where she was working with The Fiend and a little bit afterwards where I just I would watch three hours of Raw to see her two-minute segment or whatever because she had me hooked. Um, you know, And that's why I think she could do Hollywood. I think she's incredibly talented. Alexa Bliss is someone who you give her something, then... She will not just take it and run with it. She'll get gold medal with it completely. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She, she's a talent. Her, her, the run with Bray as the fiend. She was the wild card because I think people kind of, I must, I don't think they knew what they were going to get with the fiend, but they knew they were going to get this unstoppable monster. Yeah, that will turn you in twain if he wanted to just like that yeah. but yeah. once you put Alexa Bliss into the fold you've got a wild card there yeah. now you don't know what's going to happen that's what makes it gripping yeah 100% and I thought that whole storyline was was perfect and it was something you know it's quite a long storyline as well for WWE which you know they don't tend to do that often anymore but I think that was a reason to tune in every week um, because it was, as you say, so captivating. And, you know, I remember when I, I interviewed James Ellsworth and it was actually Ellsworth who said to me that he thinks Alexa Bliss could be in Hollywood. Uh, he, he turned around and said, you know, she's the star of that show. Um, and he's right. I, I generally think he's right. I mean, for me now, uh, I love him or hate him, Reigns is for me one of the best champions in in the whole of professional wrestling right now. Uh, he again, as weird as this might sound, needed something like the pandemic to grow, and he came out of it just a whole new entity. And I love him. I love him. Everything about him, I just love. I agree. I agree. He needed this. He needed something. He needed. He needed time away. And rightfully so, for his own health, he took time away. Yeah. Rightfully so. But when he came back, I was one of those who was like, nah, it's not here to turn that. Because I just never in my life thought I'd ever see him do it. I never no. thought I'd see it. But he, he, he's, 
something now that was tangible because for so long he was his face that wasn't getting those reactions it was polarizing kind of word they like yeah, yeah yeah but yeah, um yeah. it he had a he had a ceiling it sounds weird saying this but he did like reigns of all people but he did have a ceiling because there was that right like, that push every time that he'd go up the fans pushed against him. I need to tell you, go yeah. up. The fans pushed against him. But now that he's here, now that he's with this run that he's got, the boos are organic now. Like when he yeah. when he lost by DQ at the Rumble to Seth in one of my favourite matches I've watched in a long time. Oh my God, it was so good. Beautiful. So good. Beautiful. Yeah. The storytelling. Yeah, yeah. He stood in that ring and those boos, I got chills. Those yeah. boos weren't Roman Reigns X Pack Heat booze. They were like fuck you. Like yeah. we want you to lose booze. They were powerful. Yeah, yeah, they were real. And I think that's what he's been able to do is now not just absorb the booze he was getting when they were trying to, you know, make him face or trying to trying to get you to like him. Like it was more about now it's more about with Reigns, I feel, how can I piss this crowd off even more? And he's really gone full into this heel character. And I think I, I, I've got an idea of how WrestleMania is going to go, but I'd really want Reigns to win this. <laughs> I think they've, they've... We've seen this a lot, this main event. This time it's different, but it's still an element of the same. But yeah. I personally just... just that little notch of pure shitousery, I agree. Yeah. That yeah. that reaction. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Vince likes to go home happy at the end of a mania. But nah, nah, it needs to happen. Because yeah. I don't yeah. know if the fans as a whole would accept Lesnar winning. No, I don't think so. Although Lesnar's pretty over right now, I don't. I mm. still don't think it's it's the best decision, in my personal opinion, anyway. Uh, for whatever that's worth, but I feel like we could do a whole episode on just talking wrestling, Adam. Here, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> I mean, we spent like ten minutes on on WWE, but yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah, I, you know, look, I think Maine is going to be cool. Uh, I'm very excited for it. I'm also very excited for uh, AEW tonight. So, uh, looking forward to that. Um, I think MJF and CM Punk, it's going to blow the roof off the place. Three names there. You just, when you reach that point where all you need to do is say the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to do much else. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. it. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, by nature, I, I I was at physio the other day and I'm talking to him about something and I go somehow go on for a tangent and talk about school for another 10 minutes and my mom had to literally go, Adam, shut up and finish what you were saying. <laughs> By nature, I just go on tangents. Me and you both, man. Yeah, I get paid to talk, so I think that's what it is. Just... <laughs> True. True, yeah. I do it voluntarily. I do it on both an FM radio, I do it voluntarily, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love those kind of people, man. You can have some deep conversations. Oh yeah, you'll never finish one. 
but you can have no. good conversations. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. And we've um, kind of glossed over it a little bit, but I'd like to focus a bit more on your commentary because, of course, we've mentioned Odyssey, TNT, and so many, just <laughs> so many. Yeah, yeah. I, what is it like calling for these? What are because what are some of the if not the biggest promotions in Britain today? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a journey, you know, and I think when I got offered the commentary gig at TNT, I was over the moon. Uh, and I felt like that was my next step. You know, I started as a backstage. Well, I stood, my first ever gig in wrestling was actually a ring announcer for a small uh, indie promotion in Essex. But then I'd gone on to backstage interview for TNT, which is where I started to kind of make a name for myself. And then, then I got offered the commentary gig there. And I was so excited because, I mean, first I'm getting to call with Mark Adams, who is one of the best in this country at doing that. And secondly, I am getting to call some amazing matches for a promotion that I'm incredibly passionate about. And I get paid to do it. So, I mean, look, everything about it was just amazing to me. So my first commentary gig was actually with Odyssey Pro Wrestling. And when I got approached that, uh, for that, I got a call from Rick Marcus. And he explained the gig and, and what it was. And Curtie Hansen would be joining me on comms as colour. And I would be leading play-by-play. And again, that kind of focused a little bit into my broadcasting background. Obviously, they, you know, also seen the same CV that you see. <laughs> um, and yeah, we had a good hour and a half. I remember I was in the gym when he called and I was still working out, uh, you know, so there were a lot of grunts and groans for the first time we'd ever spoke uh, here. But he understood because he's, you know, he's a fitness freak and obviously he's a PT as well as a wrestler. So, yeah, we were um, we were chatting and I was so excited. I, the vision that Odyssey Pro Wrestling have is amazing. The locker room is probably the most chilled but passionate locker room I've ever been a part of. The atmosphere that Ethan Edwards, Rick Marcus, uh, you know, Ryan Hunter and Andre Decker, you know, They've all created this amazing promotion that's very, although it's a family show, you feel like part of the family. And when I got in, pitched the whole concept, I was sold. I was sold immediately. So my first ever commentary gig was only August 2021. Um, and then TNT came knocking with with that idea to bring me back in as a commentator after Kieran Moran had left. So I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like, this is now like this, this is my bread and butter. This is where I'm going to take off. And I'm so excited. And, and it was, you know, literally I was on, you know, I mean, bloody hell powered for TV must be sick of my voice now. Cause you know, I'm on two promotions uh, every month or was uh, on two promotions every month, uh, you know, three shows a month, uh, on their channel and yeah got to call some absolutely breathtaking matches both for odyssey pro wrestling so i you know i was there when we crowned the first ever odyssey pro wrestling women's champion as well as the odyssey pro wrestling champion uh i was there when we crowned the 
uh, new TNT world champion, the tag team championship change, the women's championship change, everything, extreme fields, you know, part of this absolutely bonkers event of wrestling and music. I mean, I called in that day, what was it, 17 matches? <laughs> um, my voice, I remember Mark and I, uh, so I brought honey and lemon in. <laughs> I didn't have any, I was like, surely the venue will have cups. All they had was these, were these big, like, jugs. So we put boiling water in these big three-litre three, three liter jugs, whatever they are, and just two lemons and just a, a shitload of honey. And we sat at commentary with these giant tankard-like jugs just sipping all the way through. Uh, the glitz and glamour of pro wrestling, guys. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to make do. Uh, but we we seriously got through that, and I couldn't have got through it without Mark. Even though I did commentated more matches than Mark, um, but you know I won't take that away from him. Uh, he was my rock that day, and I you know I feel like I was his as well. We pulled each other through that. It was a lot, uh, you know, not just from having to call so many matches, but also remembering so many talent that are on that card the info about that talent on that card and being able to deliver a different experience for 17 matches. Um, it was a hell of a challenge, but to be a part of that was really, really special. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I look back and my first ever comment, my first couple of commentary gigs, actually, I look back and go, oh, man, yeah, I, I was definitely learning still back then. Um, and then I, when we were crowning, well, so we were, we were coming to the, and, and this was another huge milestone that I got to be a part of a very, very small part of is I called pretty much the majority of the Lizzie Evo and Alexis Falcon feud, um, last year so that was amazing but i was kind of involved even if i wasn't calling i was interviewing lizzie for a tnt spot or alex for a tnt spot and we were kind of going through these amazing promo packages and, and everything it was just it was so cool to be a very very small part of that and i remember we got to the iron woman match and jay apter uh, wanted to do a three-man's comms team for that event uh, bring Kieran Moran back in for one last show. So that was great. And I'll be completely honest. Um, it was all a bit up in the air at first. And then when it all happened, uh, and it was Mark, Kieran and I, Kieran brought out the best in me. And I never knew that that was going to be a thing. So it was actually thanks to Kieran Moran and Mark Adams that my commentary developed and got to the level it's at now because uh, Kieran really did push me on that show uh, although I was play by play I'm having to deal with a different dynamic I'm being able to bring two other people in to be able to deliver their analytics or their coverage or you know and so it doesn't overlap it doesn't sound messy or anything like that and Kieran really did push me to a new level on that and and I'll be thankful for him for for doing that um you know, and look, I, TNT was an incredible promotion to work for. Um, I absolutely loved my time there and called, again, some 
some absolutely insane matches. Uh, ignition shows I don't feel get enough eyes. The talent on the Ignition shows are unbelievable. You look at some of the younger guys. Tom Thelwell, if I ever got in a wrestling ring, that's my first opponent. That would be my dream opponent to wrestle, Tom Thelwell. Um, you know, you look at people like Scott Oberman. You look at Jimmy Jackson, uh, RPD, uh, you know, good friend of mine. Like, absolutely. I mean, that guy transitioned from a boxing ring but looks like he's been wrestling for years. Yeah. Um, he's unbelievable. Uh, you know, you look at people like Isaac North, you look at Lucy Sky, um, amazing talent. Uh, you look at Tonga, um, you know, who has just taken this country by storm. I've been fortunate. So there was a joke going around last year when I was working both TNT and Odyssey, uh, ring announced for LWF as well, is that I saw Tonga and Synergy more than my own parents um, because I would see them three to four times a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it was, it, it, there was a lot of traveling, a lot of service stations, a lot of Costa stops, uh, but it was, it was worth every second. And to be a part of all of those accolades, all of those incredible, memorable moments in British wrestling and to be able to call that and that's etched in history like i am humbled privileged honored uh and very fortunate to to have been a part of it all and you know long may it continue obviously now the recent announcement as you probably saw on social is i'll be the new commentator at kamikaze pro uh very excited to get started with those guys obviously they're a hometown promotion for me in birmingham uh, I'll be there at Sky's the Limit 8 and again a stat card I mean you know you've got Charles Crowley uh, you know we've got some in Chantal Jordan's there I mean there's some incredible incredible matches Clint Margera you know those guys are all going to be there and it's it's a, a big card so very excited to get started with Kamikaze and yeah Odyssey we're back in April uh, for War on the Shore obviously a very historic event in Morecambe and you know, I think I was having this conversation. So we're in a locker room and there was me, Scotty Rourke, and Big Guns Joe. And we were all talking, you know, look, we go out there and we do what we do because we love what we do. And, you know, just like they're so passionate about their in-ring, um, you know, and performing that style like i'm that passionate about commentary and performing yeah. what i do and having to do what i do and we do it because we love it and then when you get the recognition from i mean it's great to get you know i, I love i love signing little kids skateboards or t-shirts or whatever you know i love being able to make time for fans and do the photos and things like that but when you're backstage or when you're seen stuff on socials and you're getting recognition from your peers that hits very different and i was on the way to our last show in blackpool for odyssey pro wrestling and i listened to the podcast on wrestling uh with jonna's uh jonna's wrestling podcast uh with ethan edwards uh, the gm and one of the owners of odyssey pro wrestling and he spent a minute talking about 
when he got the opportunity to commentate with me at Extreme Fields on the Odyssey Pro Wrestling Showcase match. And I'll be completely honest, Adam, and with everybody who's, who's listening and watching this, is I started crying. I was in the car and I actually started crying because you don't ask for it. I don't ask for clout or the recognition. I do what I do because I love doing what I do and I'm good at what I do and I want to continue to do it. But when you get that sort of stuff without asking for it or feeling like you need it, um, it's a very special moment. And, uh, you know, you know you're doing something right. And, yeah, you know, long may that continue. So, yeah, lo- you know, there's, there's promotions I still want to, you know, hopefully work for in the future. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, TNT was a great place. Uh, again, some really memorable moments there. I think I've spoken for about 10 minutes straight. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it at all. I was invested. I was lost in that then. <laughs> um, it's not a problem at all. I, I love having people on like that because it makes my job very easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, I'm trying to pick something out of that I can talk about that. <laughs> you mentioned um, the recognition though I I get that 100% um, I've had people come up to me and I'm like in my eyes I'm what, 50 subs strong and, and that's incredible for me like, that for me right now is massive I the gratitude I can't put it into words. That's why over Christmas yeah. when I put that video out, that Christmas video for me was, it meant more for me. That was my way of saying thank you yeah. for that year. Yeah. But when you get people coming up to you saying, yeah, do it, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. It's, like, it's gratification. And it's, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's basically saying like, you're doing, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Never really know how to take it, do you? No, which is probably why I started crying, to be honest, Adam, because I just wasn't sure what to do with it. Um, uh, you know, but it was, he said some really nice things. And the good thing with Odyssey as well is Ethan Edwards goes out of his way. So when you get your pay in an envelope at the end of the night, he goes out of his way to write a little note. Um, but in that note, <laughs> that day, because I got to the show, I hugged him and I said, I hate you. And he was like, why? I was like, because you made me cry. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so in the note on that night, <laughs> he put something along the lines of, F you, I've been too nice to you today. Uh, P.S. you rock, keep doing what you're doing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they, they really go out of their way to make their talent feel very welcome and part of the family. Oh, wait. To get to my first audition show, yeah, definitely you should come along, man. It's, it's one of them because like you very rarely see me at a show without my mum. TNT yeah. was one of them, yeah. but you yeah. very rarely see it because I my mum brought me up as a single parent for I, from about four, so like that, like I, I couldn't be any closer to my mum than I am right now. Like every time I think that I can't, if something happens, she's my rock my idol and everything so oh, we, beautiful, man. we yeah, go to every really show beautiful. and yeah, to see that's really beautiful to see her because the person you see at the shows 
that, that's a completely different person. She's very yeah. shy, reserved, keeps herself to herself. That shows she's a different person. It brings her out of the shell. And that right there is why I bring her along. And when I get back into training and she sees me in the ring and winces, it would be like Janet Allen. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Adam. What I'll do for you. And I'll, I'll go through Ethan with this. Because I would like to offer you and your mum tickets to Odyssey Pro Wrestling. In April, if you can make it to War on the Shore in Morgan, I'd like to offer both you and your mum the opportunity to come up and experience OPW, and that's on me. F you, because you're going to make me cry now. <laughs> I'd love you to be there, and I would love your mum to be there. So uh, please do come. Um, and I will put those two tickets aside for you. You're a hero. Oh man, it's it's the least. Uh, I think it would be great to have you down, and uh, I think it would be beautiful for both you and your mum to make the trip up to the seaside and come and see Odyssey Pro Wrestling in its full force. So yeah, I will I put those it. two tickets aside. I don't know what to say. I. Right. You've made a podcast of speechless. <laughs> That's the end of your career, dude. <laughs> I've peaked. I've peaked now. <laughs> oh, man, it's all good. I'd love to see you there. It'd be good to see you there. I have, I, I've only heard good things, ever. I've, I've only ever heard good things. I, the crowd is apparently ridiculously insane. I, I, I just... It's. I've said. I've, I've been on record saying this. It is number one bucket list for this year because 2021, first TNT show, first Cats show. I, I I got to shows that I never thought I'd ever go to in my life. I've seen technically at TNT Streamfield, so technically seen Odyssey, ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Part of the show, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I need to get to one of those shows. It's. The Morecambe crowd are the most bonkers crowd I've ever been a part of. Uh, there are times where both Kurt and I are having to project even louder because all we can hear in our ears are, are the crowd. And that's amazing. I love it. How I love how they get invested. Uh, so, yeah, I think... And being war on the shore as well, April, obviously, because it's our kind of... I don't know, would you call it our WrestleMania, maybe? Um, it's uh, it's going to be an explosive show. We've got a lot planned. Uh, the card is going to be insane. So I am very, very excited. I think I'll be very nervous going into that one, but I can't wait to get stuck into it. Uh, it's going to be a very, very special show. I've been rocked. <laughs> You'll be fine, man. You'll be fine. You'll enjoy it. You can get some candy floss before you... Before you... <laughs> to make a day of it. To make yeah, a day of it. Exactly. Yeah. I love Markham. That's the thing. I went up uh, about mid, I think it was sometime last year. I think we went up because I've got an A level in photography. I love photography. So we went up, right? And um, took all the photos. And one of them, my mum actually blew up on a canvas and it's hung up in the bathroom, which is quite surreal, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is somewhat like an artist. 
maybe. But, um, <laughs> I love I love Markham. I it I had you can you can sort of love it's the seashore and everything is beautiful. And it is. It's very windy yeah. up there, but it's lovely. Very. <laughs> very, yeah. yeah. On a on a monthly basis, I see a bin flying down a street or something. You know, uh, it's it's mental. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, it's it's a great place. It made taking photos a bit of a a task because you know that yeah, you got... can imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely has that effect. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully you get to experience it in April then. Yes, 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 yes. We are a bit of boring talk at work going on to a fixed rotor soon. So I'll have to see uh, what's going on. And yeah, see sure. Where Let are. me know and I'll get those tickets reserved for you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You're more than welcome, man. You're more than welcome. Um, I'm gonna... You mentioned a specific wrestler earlier, by the way. And I just want to bring light to her and that's Tonga because yes. I watched her debut in Future Shock I had her on a few weeks ago and I can't physically put into words how amazing and humble she is and how damn talented she is I, I it was a special podcast that one so yeah yeah she's wonderful She's incredible. Uh, she is another one that has really thrived. Uh, I have worked with her now multiple times, and every time I see something new or see a new quirk with her or a new development, and it's just it's beautiful to watch when you see this incredible young talent just shine the way people like Tonga or Alexis Falcon or Lizzie Evo do. And, you know, two of those I've known longer than I have Tonga, but I've worked with Tonga a lot more recently in the last year uh, than probably most people, to be honest. Um, so it's been, it's been amazing. But I, again, I did just because I'm, I've been in ring training recently with Future Shock. Uh, I went along to their show a couple of weeks ago and she had a five-star match with Lizzie Evo. Uh, one of the most physical um, matches I think I've seen since wrestling's been back. It was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it just shows that she's holding her own against the best in the country right now. And it's only a matter of time, I think, until she gets a contract put in front of her face. And, you know, that would be amazing to see. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think there's some great things. I, you know, I think the British wrestling scene is the best it's been, you know, since 2016, 2017. Oh, I really do. Uh, I think we are stronger now, and we have some amazing promotions. We have some of the best talent I think we've ever had. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the days of, uh, you know, the whole big strong boys and the. You know, you had Zy Brookside coming through, Haskins and Brooks and, and all these guys, kid like us, you know, flying the flag. But I think now the amount of talent that there are and the depth and the ability, I think, outweighs that now. I think we're, we're at our strongest position. Oh, 
jump to that question because that was one of my questions. What what your view was on the current landscape of the British national team? Because what you just said, then I personally believe we are at the single best avenue of like the best era of British wrestling that I've personally seen. I got into the scene at about I got into it at 2017. Oh, um, yeah. That's when I just about started watching uh, British indies. It was Future Shock at 53-2. Rest in peace, that venue. Tiny but brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, back in the day. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I think, I I do generally think we are in the best place. I mean, you look at schools like Future Shock, and yeah, I may be a little bit biased here because I've I've been training there, but best school in the country for me. there are some other great schools, uh, especially, you know, further north you go as well, uh, up in Newcastle. Uh, there's a great school there uh, that HD Drake is running. Um, you know, Gia Adams is certainly part of that as well. But for me, Future Shock is just <laughs> not to ruin his gimmick because it, it, it annoys him when you do that. But Sam Bailey is one of the one of the most talented people when it comes to in-ring psychology uh, I have ever met. Um, he can show you a move, but he'll question why you're going to put it in a match. And then he'll make you find, like, he, there's, a, there's a reason for everything and why everything works the way it does. And Sam Bailey is probably the best person at finding that and helping you structure and put things together. Um, everything has has to have a meaning and the way that you're shown with Bailey is very, very there's always a psychological element and that's so important I think Um, and it's a great atmosphere, you walk into Future Shock and everyone just wants you to do well everybody wants to help you everybody wants to share their knowledge with you. Nobody is me, 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 or, you know, I know this and you don't, or it's just like, how can I help you develop more? How can I, you know, you can show a move to somebody. So I was at training and somebody uh, that I trained with, she was, her and Big Guns Joe were, were trying to move and Big Guns Joe was just like, well, this is how you could probably make it better that it makes more sense of where you would, why you would do it. And, that's the knowledge like you know even though big guns joe at the moment is you know he's flying over to wxw in germany he's doing all these amazing things with progress and icw and wherever else he's, he's at tnt and he he still wants to share that knowledge because that's what future shock is like that's what british wrestling is like right now is we all just want to help each other we want to be successful we want british wrestling to thrive again and i love that i love that there's no ego anymore um, you know, I'm sure there's still a couple floating around, but you know, the majority of it is is how can we all better one another? Um, you know, to help help this thing grow, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I don't agree more at all. Um, of course, I started my training at Future Shock, and there aren't there just aren't enough words. Yeah, put into a sentence to say how great it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to bury his gimmick too much, but Sam Bailey is truly just a phenomenal coach. He, he, 
he, he truly is. Um, yeah. yeah. Chris Brooker for promos. Always got yeah. oh, always yeah. got time. Yeah. If you have a yeah. question, he's got an answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, a another smart man, another right. very intelligent guy, uh, very funny guy, uh, which is why he does stand up. But yeah, he's he's another person who I never really get enough time with with Chris when we're at shows because we're both very busy doing our own yeah. thing. Um, but any time that I have spoken to him, and I remember I was training at Future Shock a few weeks ago. And he was there for the duration, taking videos and stuff and, and sending them to me. And anytime you get to interact with him, you learn something. And I have always been a firm believer in surrounding myself with people who are better than me because that makes me better. And then I can pass that knowledge on and, and that, you know, the, the, the ladder keeps going, you know. And uh, I think that's how British wrestling is starting to feel now is we're all learning and we're all evolving. We're all growing together. Um, and yeah, I, I love that that is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's why then we're going to plug this in because I, my headset is dying. <laughs> Technical issues. Uh, I'm prepared, I promise. Um, <laughs> it's one of them well the more welcoming you are and the better the scene is the more people will want to try it and more people will want to get involved and you see WF in my eyes is a perfect example of this because it's a feeder like Future Shock, Future Shock's a feeder yeah. WF you've got people like Kate and Steen and Helena Reyes and Clash, all the Shannon Wizard, basically. You've got yeah. the Wrecking Crew. You've got Stephen Cross, who, my Lord, like, the intensity that man brings. He, he had a phenomenal yeah. match yeah, with Rock yeah. and Sharp. Rock yeah, Sharp well, I mean, one. yeah. I mean, so I was actually at Future Shock when uh, Rock and Sharp, and who was his original opponent? He got injured the day before the show. I can't remember, but they were Ooh. they were going through the match, and um, that was my first time witnessing Stephen Cross when I was ring announcing. Uh, and what a talent! I mean, yeah. to to look and speak to him backstage, you kind of just you know you, you don't know what to expect, but you you watch him in that ring, and wow! I mean, I was just blown away. I think he's he's definitely got you know something to offer, and. Uh, yeah, Aitenstein, uh, that young man has a bright future. Uh, incredible talent. And every time I see him, I always get a big warm hug. Uh, a great person, a very, very bubbly, positive human being to be around. Um, and LWF's another promotion that I've been very fortunate to work for. I love ring announcing for them. Uh, I am booked for Slamaganza, so I'm looking forward to being back there. But yeah, it's it's amazing that there are so many promotions. And as you say, I love that Future Shock book their trainees. I love that LWF do the same. I love that they invest in their talent. They're not just a training school for the sake of it. They're going, no, 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 we're training because we want you on our shows. 
Uh, I feel that certain training schools, uh, more so in the past than now, didn't used to do that. And I felt that that was kind of, you know, why are you not investing in your own talent? Um, it never made sense to me. But yeah, it's really great to see places like Future Shock and LWF that are doing exactly that. Um, it's that Future Shock show was probably one of my favorite shows i've ever been to on the indies um i also think them, catch yeah. are doing amazing so it's my birthday yeah. tomorrow adam and i'm spending it at catch uh and i'm looking Happy forward birthday to for tomorrow that. oh thank you so much man appreciate that uh so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing uh kanji wrestle so i've spoken with kanji on multiple occasions but never seen a wrestle live um so very excited to see that one with lizzie evo uh, obviously, the whole Thelwell Scotty tag team uh, will be an amazing, uh, you know, uh, Thelwell Danny Proper. Uh, a banter bus. Banter bus. That's it. Yeah, the banter bus. Uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be another explosive one. I mean, there's seven matches on that card. Uh, I can't wait. So that is the perfect place for me to spend my birthday. Um, and I think they're doing some amazing things at the moment. Catch. Oh yeah, massively. Like catch up. There's never a show. There's never a card because, I, unfortunately, with work, it's very difficult for me to get to a catch show. Like the one, my first catch show was when um, Thelwell won the title against Kev Lloyd in the main event. Like that was yeah. my first yeah. catch. And um, yeah, like, you never, you never see a card. I think. Mm. You always see a kind of thing, okay. I wish I was there. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to yeah. work so I can get the money to go. But then I work. <laughs> I can't go because I'm working. Yeah. 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 It's it's mad. Um for me, you know, they're they're top of my list at the moment, promotions I want to work for. Uh they're unbelievable. I always go, you know, and enjoy watching as a fan, but obviously I'm surrounded by a lot of my friends there. So it's just great to see them all doing amazing things. Uh, and I really can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, very excited. I do think, going back to the future show, I do think there's one match that I want to bring up because, well, holy shit. That was Danny Proper and Chris Ridgeway. Oh, oh, yeah. That was a side of Danny Proper I've never seen before. No, no, definitely not. Um, you know, the, the, the side I'm usually used to seeing is is the cocky and arrogant one and even when we're at training i remember so bailey was people were springboarding into the ring and bailey was i think i'd only been trained about three weeks at this point um bailey was like come on si when are you gonna springboard in the ring and i was like what <laughs> yeah. so i tried it i, I remember first that. time first time i got it yeah you probably saw it on twitter um and then danny Turn around was like on the side of the apron. It was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> He's like, I've been training three years and I can't do that. You've done it after three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did that one so, day between in there as well. And I, the first time I did it, I ended, almost ended up on my ass. I, I, is that spring about over the top into the ring? No, on the rope and then into the ring. Oh, yes, I've done so, that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. So, no. I did it the first time. The second and third time, I landed face first. Uh, fortunately, we had the crash mat. Fourth time, I actually did it properly. Because obviously, naturally, your brain's going, don't let go of the rope. 
because yeah. you, you've got something to hold on to, but you have to let go of the rope to get up there and balance. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, people don't realise the amount of psychology that goes into just every little detail in wrestling. It's, yeah. it's insane. Um, but, yeah, so um, that match was, was mental. Uh, Danny really, you know, he hung... He hung well with Ridgeway. Um, oh god, yeah. And put out a really solid match. Another great match on that card, and I think somebody who really deserves a mention is Tony Wright. Uh, when he went against Sam Bailey. I mean, that match. If 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 you if Lizzie and Tonga weren't on that card, then that was match of the night. Uh, unbelievable absolutely incredible storytelling throughout both gave it their all and tony wright last minute you know from training to making his future shot debut really really showed out and that man has got a bright future Tony Wright, for me is one of my favorite people oh yeah it yeah. just goes about saying i there's no hesitation no like oh well what about this no like tony Everything about that man is so wholesome and so loving. And I just, like, he's been through hardship in his life. Yeah. And for him to be where he is, uh, nothing but the utmost respect for Tony Wright. And that performance, I mean, there aren't many better you could have been in the ring with. But Tony held his own perfectly. So oh, yeah. I, I've got yeah. all the time in the world for Tony Wright and more. Yeah. Phenomenal athlete. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, and he's got a he's got a great future. Great. Yes, yes, I can't I can't wait to see it. I want to. I'd, I'd oh, love to share the ring with him in the future. I'd oh man, that would be a dream. Yeah, yeah, I'd love it. It would be the the best thing because he's just such a lovely person, and who makes sure you know makes sure you fully clothed or a roof over your head before he even looks at himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the sort of person Tony Wright is, and. Uh, yeah, to watch him, watch him, you know, do what he did uh, with with Bailey uh, was was amazing. It really was. So yeah, can't wait to see. I mean, the next Future Shot show uh, a few weeks away. So uh, hopefully he's, he's going to be booked on that as well. Yeah, yeah. Right where the iron's hot because the reaction he got just showed that uh, the react the respect the fans have for him as well as the people in the back. Like, oh yeah. We've seen his journey from announcer, commentator, and everything. We've seen him backstage interviewer. So it's not like he's new. So to see him step in the ring, it's just great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He put the work in and he deserves it. He deserves it. He really does. Perfectly pop. Yeah. 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 He's put the work in. What would you say, commentary wise, is the best match? Or like, like a, a few? That you've called because it might be a bit difficult seeing best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Oh man. Um one of them is definitely I actually put as my match of the year over every promotion, including like AEW and WWE, um, was a triple threat at TNT Ignition. I think it might have been level up. Uh, I'm not sure if I got that right. It was Sonna Derson versus Cameron Solis versus Scott Oberman triple threat match. That match for me 
was incredible. Um, definitely match of the year last year for me. Um, all three men did not care about their bodies <laughs> uh, and were happy to put it through hell. Um, you know, Cameron's a bit of a lunatic and will dive off anything anyway. Uh, but Derson went back to the old son of Derson, you know, the bits of high flying and the, the risk taker. And, um, you know, it wasn't all about the technical brawly stuff. He really, really put himself out and there was some incredible spots in that match. Uh, so that was definitely one of them. Um, I think Lizzie Evo versus Alexis Falcon, the 30-woman Ironman match, calling that was emotional uh, because, you know, I've known both women now three and a bit years and seen them where they were when we first met and we first did a backstage interview is light years difference to where they both are now. And to see that journey and even have small parts of that has been, it was very emotional and it was, uh, it was a great match. Again, both incredible storytellers and there's a lot of stuff you know, even backstage that, you know, took place there that made it all the more special. So that was that was definitely one of them. Um, crowning the first ever uh, TNT, uh, the, the crowning the first TNT world champion in two years after it was vacated, that fatal four-way match was insane. Um, you know, Adam Maxted getting added in last minute on that show was was something else. But you had Dan Maloney, Nathan Cruz, and Dean Allmark, and Adam Maxted. It was just fast-paced, high-octane action, and four people that just wanted to beat the shit out of each other, and they absolutely did. Uh, so that again was it was another special special match. That was a great match. Um, Another one, I'll tell you what was what was a lot of fun was our Odyssey Pro Wrestling Women's Championship match between Lizzie Evo, Tonga, Gia Adams, and Alexis Falcon. Oh, uh, the best going right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's what I said on comms, maybe something along those lines of these four women are the trailblazers in this country right now. Mm-hmm. And to call that and to crown Tonga as our first ever Odyssey Pro Wrestling Women's Champion was a very, very special moment. It was powerful in so many ways for so many reasons. And just to witness the reaction, it was, it was unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, I've had lots of really, really great matches. My, one of the, on my first show for TNT commentating, we had Clint Margera versus Seshmoff Martina. Uh, it was Session Goth Martin she came out as. Um, and that is probably the most bonkers death match I've ever witnessed. It was absolutely batshit crazy and it was really good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could probably go on forever, Adam, to be honest. Uh, there's been that many great moments and I think there's going to be a lot more, uh, especially now with Odyssey and Kamikaze. Uh, hopefully there's a few more cropping up in the near future. 
but yeah, I, I've been very fortunate to just call some really, really, really great matches. Um, I mean, RPD versus Sam Bailey at Odyssey Pro Wrestling, uh, the second one, stole the show. Uh, that was in Blackpool only a few weeks ago. That was unreal. Uh, those two have great chemistry in the ring. Uh, Sam Bailey's a nightmare, and RPD doesn't stand for his shit. So, you know, it was great to see, you know, RPD Superman punch his jaw into the third row. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Pretty sure whoever caught that jaw liked it as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sound clip that and send it to Sam Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> when you um, yeah, when you um, look at the landscape right now and the fact that you've probably touched on about that much, is yeah, insane. yeah, it's oh yeah, 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 no, it's unreal, it's unreal, and you know that's why I think there's plenty more to come Adam because mm-hmm. I'm very excited about this year there's a lot of cool opportunities a lot of cool things that you know I'm doing behind the scenes at the moment things that I'm not allowed to speak about just yet but uh I will be able to um and the fact that I get to still commentate and ring announce for these amazing promotions I get to work with my friends I get to see these great people doing great things you know, and, and I mentioned Synergy earlier, two of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. And so I remember getting back from Poland and getting a call from Steve Bibby, who said, look, can you come and fill in? Need a ring announcer for LWF. Yeah, brilliant. And then literally from that show, then I was at TNT, then Odyssey with them, and TNT and Odyssey and LWF. And I was just, I got to know them and they're amazing people. They're so positive and energetic backstage. And they really create a great vibe. Not just that, but you look at the development that they've gone through, the cycle they've gone through in the ring. They are, there's a reason on comms that I call them one of the most dominant tag teams in British wrestling right now, because they really are. They're incredible athletes who, sh- who have no right to do the things that they do. Uh, but they, pull it off with great ease and finesse and they have one of the most beautiful souls and attitudes backstage to be around uh so nothing but good things to say about them and you know i i get to see all these sort of people on a regular basis and i get to do that as a job and i'm very lucky having both members of synergy troy and daniels on my podcast was a pleasure just nothing short of an absolute pleasure because they are terrifying and <laughs> they, it's insulting and hurtful that they have the capabilities to do what they can do. Yeah, yeah. Because the yeah. talent, every time you think you've seen everything, they come up with something new. The talent yeah. pool is just it's unlimited. It, there's nothing... You, you, you can't sit here and quantify just how good they are. You can't put it into words. You need to... Fit, you no. need to but you need to see it live. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. And they, they are worth the ticket price alone. Massively. And I, I'm so glad they're getting all these big opportunities because they really deserve them. They really yeah. do. So, and do you know what? Another thing that a lot of people may not realise is they're both hilarious. Oh God, yeah. Oh my <laughs> they're God. They're so funny. They're so funny. 
I don't think I've ever met anybody as as self-defecating as Anderson Daniels. He will rinse <laughs> himself before he rinses anybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, Troy Ryan's kind of the same as well. You know, yeah. he... he... The, the the banter on those two is is amazing and I look forward to it every time. They're so easy to, to get on yeah. with and talk to and they've got time for everyone no matter what. And it's just yeah, I I can't say enough about Synergy. It, it, it they are lovely. Absolutely lovely. Yeah. yeah, they really are. Yeah. And they, I, I wish them all the, the luck uh in the future because they deserve it. Yeah. If there's anyone any two people, I guess, in in this regard, that you can see in any big world promotion, it, uh, you just pick up and go. There you go. Oh yeah, you could drop Close them to. anywhere. Yeah. To. yeah, no matter what, who who you with, where you are, because yeah. they are big guys that can move and get things done and do things that you're never ever going to see a big guy do. No, no. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the drop kicks that you see Troy Ryan do. You'd expect a high flyer to be doing that, you know, weighs, weighs nothing more than, you know, 12, 13 stone. But these mm. guys are flying around sometimes like that. But then the power side of things is also scary. Yeah. I love the, um, I love the military press that Troy does need like that close down. Yeah. For me, it's the new stalling suplex Passover that they do, uh, which is, I, I don't know how that went in training um, <laughs> <laughs> or who came up with that idea, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a pretty special move that one. Um, but yeah, the, the whole stalling suplex and whilst they're still in there, they'll tag the other one in, pass over the, the person being stalled and the suplex and then, Pass over again, and then they'll drop him. <laughs> Absolutely, <Yeah>. mate. <laughs> yeah, just they shouldn't be like this, they, they, but they are. Like they shouldn't be that talented <laughs> and that good and move the way they do, but they are, and they are that yeah. good and they are that great. And it's not, yeah, it, it's just quickly turned into a podcast, just putting synergy over. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I look back at like 17, 18, 19, uh, those years. And I looked at, and you look at the talent that we were watching. We were like, we we're watching uh, Pete Dunne, adrenaline champion. Yeah. We were watching Wolfgang, adrenaline champion, T Bone, Ashton Smith. And you look at that and think, we were lucky enough to get them on a regular basis. We we were. Yeah, yeah, we now, absolutely were. Now you've got people like Sonny Durson, you've got ZC Evo, Alexis Falcon, Falcon, those four, Falcon, Tonga, ZC and Gia, those four. You, you've got so much talent now that you're looking at. Like, you look at them and go, them, 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 and like... You can just pluck them and put them anywhere and they'll sell tickets because the name value alone, they're they've cultivated such a name for themselves. Like I say this, I've messaged her multiple times about this. She's probably sick of me, to be honest. I've put it on Twitter multiple times. But Lizzie Evo 
is one of, if not the most elite level right now. It's like she understands, not just understands everything, but she she manifests what it is to be a pro wrestler. Yeah, I, I, I've always got on with Lizzie so so well, and when we first met. I can still tell you exactly how it all went down. So I was backstage. I just interviewed Ace Austin. Um, And we were backstage. She was on the floor doing up her boots. And she made a joke. And that was our first interaction. And then when it came to doing her promo, she was so nervous. And she wanted me to help her through it because she'd never really done many promos before. So I didn't. I told her, I said, I want you to be yourself times 10. I said, I want you to put over the way you really feel on why now it's important for you to be a champion. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. And she cut this unbelievable promo like she had been doing promos for years. And I remember I posted it during the pandemic and you had NXT talent liking it, like Sam Gradwell and Aikid and and all these guys. And She's an unbelievable talent, but a beautiful human being, um, you know, both inside and out. And I have a lot of respect. I'll always have a lot of time for her. And, you know, I even posted, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, a post, a picture of, me and her backstage at Odyssey and uh, I've always been super proud of her, uh, how far she's come. I remember she was going through a lot of struggles and, you know, we'd always drop messages and I'd try and help her out as much as possible by just, you know, being positive and being happy. And, uh, you know, she came out of it so much stronger. And as you said, she manifests this aura and even you know when you are backstage she's just smiling all the time she's laughing and you can hear her from the other side of the room (laughs) um (laughs) she won't thank me for that Uh, but you know i i think people like lizzie and you know she deserves this opportunity now with wwe and you know i'm not too keen on the name change but i'm just i'm very glad that she has got that and I remember when she told me that this was a thing and I was super proud of her Um, and I still am and I always will be and you know she'll go off and do her own thing and uh, you know I've been happy to be a part of that journey I remember when I was in Poland and TNT announced that they weren't going to be doing backstage interviews anymore they wanted to focus on one uh shot pro one shot promos which is you know cool you know that was the vision that they wanted to go down and i was happy with that and lizzie tweeted this beautiful tweet um something along the lines of simon hill you helped me grow and you know be able to deliver killer promos i'm so grateful for you uh look forward to seeing down the road thank you so much and i remember being in the gym in Poland when I got that. And again, that was another moment that made me just cry because again, it's your peers, you know, these people go out and do this job and they're thanking you for helping them. 
you know, evolve and just take things to the next level so they can grow and keep going. And if I was able to be a part of that, then amazing. And for somebody like Lizzie Evo to not just say that to me, but she broadcast that on her own Twitter page. Um, and and that was that was really a beautiful, special moment. And I'll be forever grateful for that. And I think as a talent, she, I mean, she's still, what, 22? She, she has got, she has got the whole world in front of her, the whole world, and and I and I do want to, you know, she she might be a complete dickhead uh, when she's in the in the ring, and um, you know she's the ultimate heel. She knows how to play up to the crowd, but she is one of the most beautiful souls you could ever wish to meet. She really is. I remember. Before the pandemic, it was 2019, we had a lovely, lovely, lovely conversation. And because I'd, I'd seen her wrestle, and every day, like, we, we'd have a chat every now and then, of course. We had this lovely conversation. It was at Blank Canvas Wrestling. And um, yeah, she, she was just phenomenal yeah. to talk to as a person because. She, it's, it's who she is. It's like she's that, that she is that kind of person. She'd much rather see everybody else succeed. And she, she is simply just that kind of person. And I've, I've put it multiple times. I don't, I don't take for granted watching anybody anymore. I never, not that I ever did, but I always try and sink try and let the moment sink in that I'm lucky to be watching such amazing talents but yeah. with Lizzie you 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 recognize the ones that are just elite level and yeah. the ones that you that are as shown with her stint in NXT UK those those shows she what 22 yeah I think I the, think she's the whole world I mean, I think this is why I'm so humble and privileged and honoured to be a part of this business is because people like Lizzie, so I, for the last three years, I've got to watch somebody like Lizzie go from being so nervy backstage and wondering how she's going to get through the next kind of 15, 20 minutes to just a star an absolute star and when she was going through some of her hard times I remember some of the messages back and forth and you know I would just just randomly put her over on Twitter just saying how you know some nice words whatever it was and she'd quote tweet love this guy and I will always be grateful that I was able to be a small part of that journey to see her, you know, to do the backstage interview, to then be able to call her matches, to be able to be a part of that and to witness that and to call arguably the biggest feud in British wrestling that we've seen in the last five years um, was, you know, with, with her. And, you know, now she's on to that next chapter. She's going on to bigger things and she deserves it. She really, really does. And there's a lot of talent out there that deserve those opportunities. And 
I think that's what's so beautiful about the British scene right now is it will just keep growing. Yeah, it will. Because you and I both know, you and I both have seen the talent that's training and haven't been produced on shows yet. And I've got a really good friend who's training at the moment who he and I have a few ideas and he wants to take this journey with me and I want to take this journey with him. And it's just... The future could not be brighter for wrestling in general as a whole for me, but for Britain, I couldn't be any prouder to be even as a fan. I I know I've got a, a podcast, I'm interviewing these people, but the pride to be able to do that with yeah. the way the British scene is right now, it's really impossible to put into words that's the podcaster yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah it is it truly is wonderful so um, i can't i it, it's at the point now where when the show comes up like you will you expect you you by proxy expect greatness and that's what you get every mm-hmm. time Definitely. it's such a consistent basis yeah yeah it really is um i do you ha- i i would have thoroughly enjoyed this but i think it could potentially turn to a two-parter if we carry on <laughs> we've gone for a bit. um do you have anything you'd like to plug for the future any goals any shows of course uh, yeah, obviously. So my next bunch of shows, I so April's looking really busy. So I, I'm going to have to get the dates up, aren't I? So we're going to do this a little bit of pressure. But... <laughs> <laughs> Where am I and when? Um, that's the question. So uh, Odyssey Pro Wrestling, obviously War on the Shore. Uh, very, very excited for that. It's going to be a really cool event. We've got a lot going on, uh, a lot of cool um the card is 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 looking great. Uh, it's obviously super historic. All of their graphics at the moment are the one that I want for the day. Oh, there we go. Uh, Saturday, the 9th of April, uh, that one at Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Uh, then I am also making my Kamikaze debut, uh, which is on the... That's at Sky's the Limit 8. Again, another amazing card. That's 22nd of April. And I'll also be at Slamaganza for LWF, uh, which I believe is the 12th, 13th of April. Um, so, yeah, lots of cool stuff going on. Uh, obviously, I'm on social media, uh, Simon H. Official everywhere. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I do post random shit. So if you're happy with that, then give it a follow. So close to so many milestones as well, Adam, because I'm literally like, I don't know how many, like, 12 followers away from 1,000 on Insta and like 230 from 5,000 on, on Twitter. So I need all oh. those all those numbers. I'm pretty close now to some cool milestones. Um, but yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun, man. You're absolutely right. This could turn into a two-part. I feel like we've, we've barely scratched the surface. Uh, yeah. We've just talked random stuff, most of it, but I've really enjoyed it. It's been great to chat. Uh, I'd love to do part two in the future. So... Yeah, let's uh, let's definitely do that. That means the world to me. Thank you so so much. This has been a genuine, genuine pleasure. 
thank you. And um, no, it's been awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you very much as well. We'll see you later.